The work we do within to balance emotionally balances our toroidal field. Our toroidal field can be described very similarly to um, an electron and an electron jump, and I want to read that. But first, I just, I just want to say quickly what I'm getting at here with this recording is that we have this period of time to align with our inner truth, inner child, the now, not being worried about tomorrow because everything's out of our hands for the most part, except for the reality we choose to align with and the polarity we choose to embody, the frequency we choose to hold. So I just want to read this, if it's still here. <clears throat> I was looking at it earlier. Okay. It's to do with, um, well, I'm having a hard time trying to look, trying to find it. Here we go. <coughs> Sorry, I'm coughing still today. Okay. It has to do with, um, I would just read it here. If I know some of the properties of the electron, I can predict that I'm more likely to observe an electron in some locations or more so in some locations than others. Atomic orbitals are a great example of this. An orbital is described by four quantum numbers, which I'll call N, L, M, and S. I'm just reading here something online. There are several notations. I think this one is reasonably common. N is a description. Now, this is describing um, the electron, but it's also describing our toroidal field. So N is a description of how much energy the electron has. L describes its total angular momentum. M carries some information about the orientation of its angular momentum and S characterizes its spin. Spin is a whole topic on its own. <clears throat> spin, yeah, I don't, I could talk about it a little bit, but not a lot, but essentially um, the spin of the toroidal field, <coughs> excuse me, I believe would be <clears throat> speaking to this divergence to some extent. It would speak to the very darker, lower frequencies, um, negativity, <clears throat> and positivity. So if you're holding more positive energy than negative, your field will go one direction. And if you're holding more negative than positive, it'll go the other direction. And I believe that this is speaking to the divergence now. And as we bring our toroidal field into neutrality or further balance, into harmony, because everything has polarity, but just how much polarity? I think that that's our free choice. And, and I just, I can't, I'm trying to work past the idea of, I know neutrality allows us to go into balance and polarity pulls us into one experience or another. And I believe that this is a good period of time to find neutrality but obviously positivity is better than negative <clears throat> being negative. 
anyway, I don't want to dive into that too much. The point is, is that uh, our toroidal field has a spin, angular momentum, energy or light, and it's a space-time frequency location. In other words, the spin of your field and the polarity of your field is uh, an electromagnetic field pattern that determines your location in space-time. As everything has, an, has a toroidal field, but everything, <coughs> excuse me, I'm having a hard time speaking here. Everything has a space-time frequency location. In other words, matter contains its own location in space-time by its frequency. So everything happens in the now, but not everything has the same location in space and time. So as we build and balance, I should say, as we build the light, as we balance ourselves emotionally, uh, we get to a point of the electron jump where we make a big shift like planet Earth, having the perspective of planet Earth on the outside of the Milky Way to now midway between the outside and the center of the Milky Way, the center of the galaxy. And so we made a jump. We didn't take a spaceship and drive here. We made a quantum uh, exit and entrance, like a subatomic particle, as a particle is shot around the track in a collider and it hits another particle. Um, it changes the frequency of everything that makes up those particles. And things that were outside of space and time get vibed into space and time for a split second and vibe back out as it picks its frequency back up. So we have frequency that exists outside of space and time and inside space and time. And as we move like an electron, because the questions online are, well, how can it jump? How, how, how is it doing that? How is it we can't see it move from A to B? It just is at A or B. I don't want to get into all that. I don't know enough about it. But the electron jump intuitively intrigues me because it's the quantum exercise of looking at an electron, which is a ball of potential. And if we use, put our consciousness to measure it, you know, we're focusing our consciousness on it, taking a measurement, then we have uh, the ability to look at its location, the electron or this focal point of energy, electromagnetic field pattern, uh, its location or its speed, not both. Um, <clears throat> and that's, it's interesting because all of, it's always holding its full potential. And then when it's observed, it's revealing itself to exist in a, in a location or at a certain momentum, in a certain momentum or speed. Anyway, so we have the same ability. We balance, meditate, hold um, balance through different practices. And when fear shows up right now, it's a very particularly special time to reprogram ourselves to not attach to fear. So as the toroidal field, I've mentioned it before, spins and we get this repeating pattern, life pattern, um, it comes around again with these distortions, these things that are out, make the field operate. It'll take it out of balance if it goes too fast. <coughs> Excuse me. So as it comes around again, rather than charge it up with the focus of our attention, we sit with it. It's there. It's a spooky sort of distortion in our toroidal field of negative polarity. It attaches to something that we're experiencing in the outside world, like uh, the lockdown or whatever problems we're having as a result of the lockdown or challenges. 
And this time it would be better not to attach to the fears. It's out of your hands anyway. It's out of my hands. We're in the flow. So this is reprogramming our the way we think. And it's reprogramming or programming our toroidal field to uh, speed up. That is changing our space-time frequency location, which is allowing us to build and jump. Um, it's building the energy behind our space-time frequency location. And when that shifts, we jump. It's like the comb analogy. The fine-tooth comb, each tooth is a frequency of your emotions. And we all have one. And so does the earth and so does everything with a toroidal field. And when it moves, let's say, beyond the 50% mark of sharing frequency with something else, they exit and no longer share reality together. Something dies, something goes away. Um, and it's the same with the earth. So we moved our frequency far enough away from an earth on the outside of the Milky Way galaxy, uh, just enough that we landed here instantly um, because there's no distance. It's just an illusion. <clears throat> Space and time is just a very slow um, progression of frequency in the now. So it's linear, but it's an illusion. It, we, this is taking us outside of space and time. And so we're instantly there. We make an electron jump. That was pretty much the, um, the message behind this. But really the big message was that if we're sitting there and we're we just sort of running out of gas and running out of steam, trying to balance, trying to see a change in our life, um, of all the changes that happened on this journey, whether it was an instant shift outside White Sands Missile Base on the road trip, or on June 21st, 2016, when I woke up into the 5D vibrations of color and everything, just every, everything. My senses were ramped up, uh, and I could see or perceive perfectly clear skies, high definition. You've heard it before. A lot of, a lot of heard it before. And the high, vibrant colors. And a lot of people missing just a different Earth. <clears throat> um, that was instant. They were all instant jumps once I had achieved a level of uh, frequency inside or light or energy, uh, excitement, let's say, uh, the excited electron, that it jumped. Um, it talks about other, you know, I mean, it's, it's really cool when you start to look at uh, how things work on the quantum side based on frequency. Everything is frequency. And electromagnetic field patterns, angular momentum, uh, and angular alignment of electromagnetic fields, which change frequencies. It changes mass. It changes gravity, in other words. <coughs> it's not anti-gravity, though. It's just, uh, it's just mass or massless. In other words, you can determine how much something weighs, and you can determine its location in space-time by changing its photonic um, field pattern, I suppose, because everything's light. It's at different densities or different frequencies. Um, I don't need to make this that long. I, really, it's just hold, hold course. Yes, things will change. Yes, you're building and expanding your consciousness, and that's allowing you to hold more frequency or light, just like an electron. When it absorbs a photon, it can make a jump. It gets excited and makes a jump to a different orbit around the nucleus of the atom, and uh, when that excitement dies down, it jumps back. But in this case, a toroidal field doesn't ever go back. <coughs> Excuse me. It doesn't come to a lesser state than it used to be. It might um, fluctuate within a field or within yeah a field of consciousness, but it might fluctuate 
within a field or spectrum of emotion, uh, which can be low and high, but it's always going to continue to expand and move forward. It can't unexpand, is what I'm saying. So uh, reality is uh, experience that expands consciousness. It's experience that does it. And our free choice as to how we'll respond in polarity, in negativity or positivity, and then eventually as a master does in balance, because the balance, uh, it seems to open the flow of, let's say, the artist, who's just simply, <coughs> excuse me, excited, uh, in a state of excitement or flow of energy, love, um, coming through from um, that higher self as something's being created. And that's the vibe of the child. So you want to stay in that, in the now, in that state of um, creativity and approach life from that paradigm, in that paradigm or from that perspective that in trust, that keeps you vibed up, that puts you in a <clears throat> space-time frequency that is a location where reality supports you, like beginner's luck or all kinds of different um, what you, analogies or, you know, things that relate to that. But if we approach life through fear, as we do as we get older, we start to try to control things and be smarter and wiser and more competitive. Uh, we move into that version of reality that reflects exactly that and gives us more competition and more things to control and uh, more intensity and anxiety and stress. The problems get heavier. And that's why the solutions are never in the problem timeline. So if you're in a timeline or a situation that has a problem, you have to release the problem, focus on the excitement, vibe up until the solution reveals itself. It's kind of, it, it's completely the opposite. So that would be the, it's almost, uh, you could compare it to the spin of, of the toroidal field. It's completely the opposite direction. One is moving in a way that is supported and the other one is moving in a way that learns the lessons it needs to change direction, to come back to faith, essentially. So, what would you do? I mean, this is a period of time of, uh, there's nothing to do out there. You can go for a walk and things like that, but I mean, what are you going to do? Start a business? Um, you know, go to work? A lot of people can't. I mean, a lot of people are just going to be focused on the problems because most people don't have a huge pile of money to take care of them. And now they're facing what looks like a year or two, but I don't think so. The Blossom Goodchild put up a recording yesterday, and that was, that also speaks to this, that there's there's a, if you wait, if you're waiting before you make a change or before you step back into what you think might be reality continuing the way it was, which it never will, it'll never be the same again. It's never going back to that. We're all moving into our own respective timelines in this divergence, and those moving into higher vibrational reality are going to live in the now. They're going to live in the unknown because that's where you get to follow passion. Anything else is trying to control. It's stuck in the past and present. It's, you know, victim mentality and, and trying to have a safety net and competing with the neighbor kind of thing. So we're coming into a different paradigm, but I'm going to lose my spot here. Um, so it's not going back the way it was. What are you going to do uh, to align with your inner truth, your higher self? Um, at this point in time, you're given that opportunity to do that. And there'll be others that'll just anchor to the, to the worries and fears because, oh yeah, the Blossom Good Child is what I was forgetting the anchors and fears of a year or two years of having no way to earn a living, having to rely on an old system. And there are timelines where that is going to happen. But if you align to the higher vibrational version of timelines, it came out in sketches, the waiting sketch, as I keep tangenting. 
the waiting sketch is just another vibe. It's just a vibe of waiting. You'll just get more waiting. It'll go on forever. You can't wait. You must take action towards something, either inner balancing to take you into a different field of consciousness, a different experience, or anchor to the fear and the waiting and head on into the, you know, can carry on into three-dimensional or four-dimensional with time um, experiences of reality until you get your field going in the proper direction by learning some hard lessons uh, lessons that become so hard that you have no choice but to let go. But why waste the time? I mean, it's not wasting, but why spend the time in that nightmare, in that darkness? You, know, you want to come into unity and love rather than fear and separation. So in the Blossom Good Child uh, recording, she's talking about um, some these catalysts, these changes that are coming that will be... She said a few things. If you do listen to it, one was cooped up, and I had an intuition that there was something else there was another meaning behind that. You might want to think about it if you hear it. Cooped up, taking flight, which may speak to this sort of ascension or, you know, um, other beings, um, things like that. There was a few, if you just listen to the words that are being used and allow your intuition to tell you if there's other meaning, because there are different layers or frequencies of awareness that can pick up on things being said by people who channel or people, just people in general. You, it's like reading between the lines, but it's a higher level. It's like going through the tarot card deck, awake versus asleep. You see different things. There's different words there. There are things that stand out more now than they did before. So there's different messages for different people who are at different levels of frequency of awareness. And this is why you can hear the same thing and not hear the same thing. You can see the same accident, and the eyewitnesses will have different versions of the story. Not only that, you bounce in and out of similar and different versions of reality, depending on your frequency and your state of emotional, uh, your emotional being, state of being. And so we're always in flux. So we're always really in our own perspective of reality with just enough uh, commonality with others to be able to experience reality together. But they just won't be identical. If it was identical, you'd be one. That would be telepathy. That would be the science behind telepathy and entanglement is is uh, becoming the same frequency and merging as one, which is the science behind unity consciousness. It's why humanity will come into, for those moving into higher vibrational timelines or higher vibrational toroidal field, they are coming into the abilities that are uh, within us, the telepathy and psychic abilities and things like that. And also the epiphanies and inventions that will come to solve a lot of the problems. Our scientists will then have access to... Uh, the, the field of consciousness that has that information. Their, um, their frequency is such that it aligns with new information. So the scientist will be able to essentially see a higher level of insight in the work that they're working on, just as a person listening to a channeler can hear a sort of a secondary or third level of information. It's why channelers, and some channels will say that, you know, I mean, some, some channels, channelers will understand that people are hearing different things. And if you really wanted to get right down to it, each person who listens to somebody who's channeling or a teacher will hear exactly what they need to hear, and it may be different than somebody else. And that speaks to a whole lot of another sort of spectrum of reality is um, your personal perspective based on the information coming into you, the way that you perceive it and the way that you process it and your alignment with the field of consciousness that determines what you'll get out of it is a very unique perspective that you can share with others. It's not, um, it's not something you should shy away from. As soon as it becomes a uh, part of you, it's uh, unique to you. 
So moving forward, it's a really good time to follow your passion. It's what's going to take you out of the nightmare if you're experiencing a nightmare. There is no other way out. You cannot find this solution in, uh, in the dark. You have to find it in the light. If you, know, if, you, if you sort of take a look at you know, the brain's frequency and how it aligns with not only the, the information in the field of consciousness, but even your memory is not inside, or you wouldn't have Mandela effects or uh, mixed memories of the past as you transition through different versions of reality. You're, you're capable, if you step from one frequency, let's say of three, and you jump to four, like an electron jump, you can carry the memories of both wherever you're going. Um, and this is why it works that way. Memories outside of us. It's uh, similar to when you're going through the expansions and contractions in your ascension, the purge, in the beginning when you wake up and you're in 5D or this bliss, this non-fear state, totally expanded. And then you, you can remember what it was like to be in that fourth dimension of space-time with limited awareness stuck in the fear. And you're fully aware and you're functional and you know everything will be fine. But you're also aware after doing it many times that you're going to fall back in potentially. And, you know, it, it happens. You fall back in and you lose sight of what it was like to be in the higher frequency of awareness. Eventually, what I, you know, and I've said this before in recordings, I would tell myself when I was in the higher vibrational reality that it's real, it's functional, um, I can see all realities, I do see the three-dimensional reality, I do recognize the fear that is there, I'm just not attached to it. And when I go back down, I'm going to remind myself that I've said this, I've thought about it very clearly and thoroughly, it's very real, there's no mistakes here. And so when I would drop back down into the lower frequencies of awareness, I could tell myself based on my own logic, confirming things that I would wonder in 3D to make sure that I was aware that that reality did exist. I would get back there and this was a process of bouncing back and forth like an electron getting excited and depleted, excited and depleted as it expands its consciousness and uh, moves away from the center of the nucleus like a toroidal field getting bigger and bigger. Eventually being able to sustain its position, uh, not dropping back, because it's come into a new paradigm and understanding of reality that we don't have to be stuck in fear anymore. So that's it. You're getting to know your intuition by staying in higher vibe frequencies because the membrane between uh, spirit and us is a high vibrational membrane. The only thing that can come through it is high vibrational information, love and joy and passion and excitement. And that's why the inner child is guided so well. Versus, and, gets in the inner, and the child, as, a, as being a child when we were a kid, can see other beings and have unique experiences. Um, and so when we're getting information or epiphanies or insight or just waves of feeling coming through, the ones that are not high vibe are not coming from that dimensional realm. <clears throat> they're coming from the brain, the thinking survival mentality brain. When they're low or belittling you or making you feel like shit or whatever it is, that's, um, that's the ego. So we're rising above that. When that ego shows up, that's telling you to let it go, not to beat it up, not to beat yourself up, but just to let it be there, but let it go. And eventually you get into a state where when fear does show up, you just don't attach to it. And so you begin to straddle and balance between that old reality paradigm and the new one that you're stepping into and we are in this divergence it's very real and there's a way out of this lockdown very quickly um, 
by the revealing of more truth, which is what happens when you vibe up, you come into a higher level of frequency in the field of consciousness, which means you have to unveil it. You have to remove the darkness. You have to remove the ignorance uh, so that we can see more, which means all of that stuff falls away. So there's one major doorway out of here. It's not even a door. It's just a frequency. There's nothing you need to know to get through it. Really, you have to unknow things, unlearn all of the things that you used to keep yourself safe. Because this is about stepping into the unknown and staying there. So we're in the unknown and we're bouncing into the, into the known, using the tools that we had to, to manage our lives in the known. And then back into the unknown, <clears throat> where it's, it feels awesome when you're in bliss and you're there. And it's unknown, and it's okay. and it's, I mean, it's, it's beautiful. It's the best place to live. I mean, really, if you had one wish, um, wouldn't it be just awesome to live life not in fear? Whatever it is that you choose to do. Essentially, the same answer I gave was uh, what I want, is I want harmony inside with everything I do, because I would never know what I would want to do from day to day. But living in the unknown means it's going to be exciting. It's like opening up a birthday present every day, you know. Um, without the fear of anything. It's just always new, exciting, following passion, nothing standing in your way. So you begin to become the creator at that point of your own reality. And reality really does reflect. The physical reality is a reflection of the spiritual reality within, the higher vibe reality within, because the physical is a manifestation of the multidimensional energy. The multidimensional energy is inside of us. Everything is inside of us. The actual portal to reality, this experience, is within uh, the DNA. So everything is coming through us. So when we, it was a neat exercise <coughs> of breathing in um, this sort of spiritual energy, source energy, uh, are the light workers, because they're high vibes. So they're essentially, they're holding a high enough vibe that they're taking energy in through breathing. People can live on prana if you can get high vibe enough. But you breathe it in. And then when you breathe it out, you're breathing light into the world. You're breathing love into the world. So essentially, we're expanding consciousness of the collective by being here is what I'm saying, by existing here. But it's a good exercise to breathe in um, a sort of love and breathe out love. Breathe in love from source and breathe it out into the collective of which we are all one. Once we eventually come into unity consciousness by aligning our frequency into the higher um, states of awareness, which is a natural process because higher states of, inner, of awareness step out of fear and they just naturally come into unity. So moving away from fear and coming into that into faith, uh, love, and non-judgment because as we learn the things that are going to happen, <coughs> excuse me, as you'll hear in Blossom's recording um, in a very, very clear and logical way as to why we would need to forgive and not attach to the hate and uh, vengeance state of being. Uh, it'll only hold us back. Again, it's, it's a polarity. It holds our attention and our focus on an experience that we're choosing to learn through. And I think we're done learning through that. This is why turning the other cheek means that not only do we turn the other cheek, but we get to live in a reality where we just won't have to turn the other cheek. So if you don't want to turn the other cheek, start turning the other cheek. Something like that. So let's leave it at that. And uh, hopefully that helps to motivate you and me through these periods of time where it feels like nothing is happening, understanding that we have to build the energy and light within to make the next jump. And it's coming. We're making them all the time, but there's bigger ones. There's some where we see just synchronistic, synchronistic numbers, some there's Mandela effects, and these are jumps of reality for sure. But then there's some bigger ones where I've seen 5D, or I've moved from one reality right in front of my eyes into another reality. Or 
very big physical body changes because that's happening too. As you vibe up and you move into a different reality, you're in a body that's healthier um, because it's just a focal point of consciousness coming through physical matter. And as you change the focal point of your consciousness, you come into a different physical matter, a different set of physical matter that is higher vibrational. It's healthier. It's not as sick. It lives longer. It ages less. It has better ideas and epiphanies and higher intuition. Yeah, you know what I mean. Anyway, let's leave it at that, and I'll talk to you later.